Ladies and gentlemen, what's up? Welcome to another edition of Weekly Games Chat. My name is Sean, and this is episode, believe it or not, 352 of this of this fine podcast we do call Weekly Games Chat. Um, we also refer to ourselves, you know, as the greatest podcast in the world about video games. Uh, before I introduce our um, the other two actually more valuable people to the show, uh, I'm going to give a shout out, a special shout out to everyone watching us on Twitch.tv Weekly Games Chat. Throughout the episodes, you may hear us refer to people in the chat saying things to us like, hey, or adding to the, the conversation. Um, so welcome to everybody in our chat and also to wherever you're listening from. Uh, I'm going to look at John and he is back to his normal button up esteemed look. I got to see John and Chris today at lunch in person, ladies and gentlemen. I got to sit by both of them in the middle. It was nice. But John, how are you doing, sir? It's good to see I you en- again. I enjoyed that Sean sandwich myself. <laughs> <laughs> That's what's up. I'm doing good. Um, yeah, just um, just enjoying my week. It's been a great yeah. week so far. <laughs> so fun. Yeah, you, you reminded us uh, where we met to eat. It's kind of it's kind of famous within our podcast. It's Dinglewood. It's a place where we get scrambled dogs. Old school uh, pharmacy shake type place, right? Milkshake yeah. type. Mm-hmm. What do they call those back in the day? That's what it is. <laughs> and and John literally could walk across the street to it. And that's not cool. Uh, but like I mentioned, Chris was with us. And Chris, uh, he's got a really cool shirt on today, I think. It's a Pink Floyd shirt. And if you happen to see us in chat on that Twitch that I mentioned, you'd be able to see it. But as I mentioned it this morning, John. And as soon as I did, he started strumming, uh, not really as soon as, but a conversation led to. And then he started strumming, wish you were here. It's pretty cool. Chris, what's up? I've been playing a lot of Pink Floyd guitar lately. Ever since I got my electric, it's been my uh, my practice for um, certain techniques I really haven't had to use uh, on an acoustic guitar. You know, just the way certain things you just don't really do on acoustic that you do on electric. Nerd. He's not wrong. I dabbled way back in the day before I DJed on trying to learn a guitar. And the sound and what you can do is totally, totally different. But ladies and gentlemen. Um, where we're at now, this is called the intro of the show, believe it or not, right? It's kind of like saying, hey, catching up and, and doing stuff like that. Um, who wants to go first? Because we all three have some pretty cool stories. Well, Chris uh, has been everywhere, so I'd love to hear what he's done. He, he, he's done every, he's like a bagel from New York. My favorite bagel, by the way, the everything bagel. You know what? He's been He's been it, the the note is he's been everything, everywhere, all at once. What? You know what? And this movie actually featured a bagel with i think everything what? Uh, <laughs> it is the best bagel let's be honest yeah i uh i was not planning on going to the movies this year but something i i just was bored and i had heard about this movie called everything everywhere uh all at once um had gotten a lot of good buzz behind it ever since it premiered a couple weeks ago so I decided to go check it out and I figured it would be one of those movies where even though I was going to a theater, I was like, there's not going to be more than 10 people in this theater when I go see this. And sure enough, that was, that was about right. You know? So I wasn't really worried about having to deal with crowds or not having enough space where I have to worry about 
how people act when they're watching a movie, right? Cause it seems like some people have kind of forgotten <laughs> basic manners <laughs> when you're watching a film. Forgot, <laughs> yeah. Right. You might be right on that. You might be right. Um, but yeah, uh, this is a movie. I, I guess the main star would be Michelle. Yo, I think the gal is that, Yo. uh, which I think most people know from crouching tiger, hidden dragon. She was also in, um, Chang Chi last year. Uh, she didn't have a huge role in it, but she was in there. Uh, and also has Jamie Lee Curtis, who seemed like she was having the time of her life in this movie. Cause she finally got to make a movie again where she's not being chased by Michael Myers. She's just like going around, you know, doing her thing, playing a very, very different character than what she's gotten to do lately. Um, but it is a original multiverse movie. And Boy, oh boy, does it go out there as far as when you think of multiverse and what is possible. Like, there is a Pixar reference in this that is top notch, like just top level of creativity of what they thought of and what they're doing. But the thing that caught me off guard the most, John, I'm watching this movie and her husband in the movie, I'm like listening to him and I'm going, is that short round? Is that, is that data? And I'm like in theater. So I pull out my phone and I like, look, I was like, that is short round. So I got to see 40 year old, or I guess he's 50, uh, short round in this movie. Isn't and, that insane? And he was, I have to say, apparently he had retired from acting back in 2000. And I guess with the current, like the last couple of years, there's been an uptick for Asian American parts, like in movies just a lot more, uh, you know, directors getting the opportunity to make their visions and all that. So he's kind of come out of retirement for this. This was his first movie back and he is great. He, he was wonderful, but this is, I, I, I can't say much about, it, but it, it goes so many weird places that you will not expect. It's a movie done with not a humongous budget, but everything in it is creative. Like there are, the way that they travel this multiverse is even creative. Like, and they give all this exposition. They do it very, very well. Uh, it also has some of the best fight scenes in there um, that I can remember. It, it, I won't say it's like on the level of like watching something like the matrix, but it was just, to me, it was like a breath of fresh air. It was like, Oh, here is something that is taking on something that a lot of things have done lately multiverse, but doing their own spin on it using practical effects, having a, a story that while everything is very far out there with reference and, and the kind of things it does, the actual emotional story very much is grounded and connected and makes a lot of sense as far as like where it's working towards. And I mean, like the Russo brothers produced this and I can see why now, uh, because I mean, like, I think they kind of, uh, these guys, the Daniels, they're, they're two directors, both named Daniel, um, who have done their own things, but they made one other movie together, which is Swiss army man. Uh, you know, I feel like they might be the next hit thing. Like maybe the Russos were like, we're going to produce this movie so that hopefully Disney will take notice of you. And maybe you could like come in and do something that feels more unique, right. Than than what's out there. Um, but yeah, I, 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 I get why people won't go see us in theaters. That's fine. But if it comes to a streaming service and you like weird action film type stuff, go check it out. Cause it's, you will laugh, you will laugh and you will also be quite surprised at like the things that this 
this movie talks about. Ladies and yeah. gentlemen, he picked that over Sonic. He, he did. <laughs> right? He chose not to go. Well, part of that was because friend of the show, Josh, didn't want to come see Sonic. <laughs> yeah. That's hilarious. Do you guys, uh, just real squirrel, do you remember when you did actually go see Sonic <laughs> and we covered it on that show that one time? Do you guys remember that? I do. Yeah, that <laughs> was very... Very, I think that like it was right before the pandemic. It, hit. You th- I think you think it might have been the show right before we like kind of left our jobs. Might have been, but interesting, uh, interestingly enough, about Short Round. Um, he, now that you mentioned he was in a movie recently, mm-hmm. him, I saw, I, I saw a piece about him in the news where he was he was talking about being completely down to coming back to playing the role of Short Round in an Indiana Jones film. It could happen, right? Yeah, I mean, Harrison would be 90 by that time. He's 108 <laughs> years old. Why not? Like, he, you know, <laughs> you just look Plus, at him and be like, literally, Dr. Jones, there's no time for love. You <laughs> Dr. are. Dr. Jones. Look, he's <laughs> already. He, love Dr. Jones. <laughs> he found he found aliens, right? And he like cured him of old age so he can go back in another refrigerator and another nuke can go off and he's fine because he's Indiana Jones. Do you think, by the way, you guys are stupid. Do you think Josh Brolin and Sean Austin would be down of doing a new Goonies movie with him? I hope uh, so because yeah. the Goonies, they might as well do. They remake dude, anything else, not remake, just revisit with the same yeah, cast yeah, yeah. that you can. Yeah, you know what I mean? What I mean? That's what I meant. But here's the problem. I feel like they need to capture the nostalgia. All right. So like, uh, Scare, uh, what, what's the name of the, the thing? Scare, what's the things on Netflix? I'm having a complete, I'm having a Stranger Things. Yes, yeah, I was gonna say Stranger, I was gonna say <laughs> something crazy because uh, my wife is texting me, she's coming to get Your a wife. socket. Stranger Things captured this nostalgia of the 80s but while being shot in the 20, you know, 10s, late 2010s, and it didn't try to do too much. So I think a next Goonies movie still has to kind of reach that nostalgic vibe of the time it was made and. I don't know if they can pull it off. We'll see. Apparently, yeah. My wife needs my wife needs wife. a wrench. <laughs> she's going a ratchet. Sorry, she's coming back to get a ratchet because she's helping a friend change out a battery. So hand her a copy of Ratchet and Clank. Right. Be like, here. This is this will get everything. This there is all you, you need. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> that is awesome. Um, speaking of ratchets, this is a great time to to basically ask John. Uh, there's a note here to say uh, John's plumbing. Which well, is there's, there's always there's always a good time for plumbing. You know? I mean, you know. So let me let me just preface this. When my and I, I might have told you guys this at some point, either today or at some point. When my wife, your wife, your wife married me, she had already met my dad, and she was Oof. aware that my dad was familiar with carpenter work. He'd been a plumber at a at a point in his life. He'd been a carpenter at a at a point in his life. He understood cars. He understood all this man stuff, you know? So he assumed, she assumed that that all of that stuff just sort of instilled itself onto me. Now I can tell you what's wrong with something. I can tell you, you know, the likely culprit. I just don't necessarily know how to fix it. And that particularly goes with plumbing. I have nothing but mad respect for, for the, for the role of plumbing, particularly emergency plumbers how much yes. bank you can make well <clears throat> there's this we have this middle bathroom upstairs that we don't use oh you have it upstairs i'm sorry yeah flossing <laughs> thanks man but so it's it's been it's it's been um it's been slowly dripping from the bathtub faucet 
and we've been we've been you know we just won't use it um we'll put it on our list of projects the house was built in 1968 it's an old house old pipes old foundation so we've had to do a lot of repair work over the course of the past 2 years to get it back up to par and this was we considered this sort of this leak in a bathtub drain kind of to be small potatoes this can wait we'll do we'll do something about this later well it started to drain a little bit more and it was more of a steady flow as opposed to a drip and so I was about to, yesterday I was about to go to the gym and, and Clarissa says, Hey, did you notice this is starting to drain a little more? You can actually hear a little more. And I, and it, she was, she was suggesting, she said, can you try to maybe, you know, turn it a little bit more to see if the, we can stop the drain. And so I, I feel like I got it to a point where it was dripping a little bit less and it wasn't as loud. She didn't agree. <laughs> So did she mean to goad me? No, but she kind of goaded me into trying, you know, to get this, get this resolved for her. So what did I do? I, it, so it was coming out of the, when it, it, the leak was because of the hot water nozzle. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so the problem at the time, and I didn't realize it was, it was a STEM problem. See, I know what I know. I know what the problems are. So I took this screwdriver and I unscrewed it and I said to her, I said to her before I did it, I'm like, I'm going to regret doing this. (laughs) So as soon as I unscrewed it and turned it, the water came out and it was full gush. I was like, well, it's, uh, you know, let's see if so. so let me just screw it back in and tighten it. And so maybe if I shut it off now, it'll, it'll tighten a little more. I shut it off and the gushing never stopped. So what I did was I completely broke the stem. The stem was hanging on by a thread. And what I did was I removed the screw and the stem just completely eroded in front of my eyes. So now we have this tub being filled with water because (laughs) the cats have been drinking out of the drain because of the water drips. And you know how cats like flowing water. So there's cat hair in there and it's sort of slowing the drainage. So the water's coming in and filling the bathtub, but it's not draining at a faster rate than it, the water's filling up. So Clarissa and I are bailing water out of the tub, going up and down the stairs, chucking water out the front door. Clarissa's just like being really cool, but you could tell <laughs> she's just like that idiot husband of mine <laughs> decides, decides that, you know, I decided I had to F with it. I had to do it. And I said, she said, Pookie, next time you say out loud, I'm going to regret this. Don't do it. But I'm like, you practically goaded me. <laughs> yeah, you couldn't you couldn't not do it. Yeah, she was yeah. just like, she wouldn't drop it. So I didn't go to the gym. I uh, went up and down the stairs for two hours. <laughs> so I got, so I'm really sore. But uh, the guy came, shut off the water, um, didn't have a part to fix it uh, because, you know, it's such an old bathtub yeah. faucet it's such an old faucet fixture it's one of those ones where you turn the water and the, the hot and the cold and the same type of nozzle you turn off in the middle that shuts off the shower nozzle so it's a three-tiered um shower fixture but anyway he came back today and um was able to fix it once he found the part and i think i think the repair itself was 550 dollars and then the emergency stop last night was 200 so it was $750. <laughs> oh, 
All oh. because, all because this, I mean, had I just left it alone, we would have been fine, but I had to, I had to mess with it. I, I don't, I, I had to still, mess with it. You still needed to get it fixed. I don't know if you're fine. Needed to get it fixed. Yes. But stem could, replacement, it, emergency, <laughs> blah, blah, blah. Yeah. But imagine had the stem just broken in the middle of the night. Yeah. Yeah. That would you know? suck. As a homeowner, isn't it funny how we start thinking of stuff like that? In fact, I'm going to point that out to her tonight when she gets You back. should. You should be like, you remember how in your head you were thinking all these <laughs> bad things about me? Well, she, I mean, she was actually relatively cool about it. I was, I was immediately on the defensive. Like, right. all right, it's clearly, I, it's clear I screwed up here. What's she thinking right now? Right. <laughs> as, as she and I are passing each other on the stairs with bare, with pans of water. <laughs> like, yeah, it just. Oh, just you could feel it when she walks by or you walk by her. You're like, sorry. Yup. Yup. So I bought her her dinner. I bought her dinner. When I used to uh, live with John, there were nights where he would pour the Sailor Jerry's into his his glass and I would go, Pookie, are you sure you want to do that? And then, and then three hours later, oof, we'd be in a bad place. So so John, (laughs) you did refer to yourself as Pookie. Chris did too. I know you as a, Pookie, I just never call you that. Uh, we may have new listeners. Let's just remind them that that is not a name that we're making up, or that it's yeah. It's that what, is it's, that is my wife's pet name for me. Yeah, we all have one. I got I got blessed with just Babe. I'm lucky I got just Babe. Uh, so there's there's that. Gosh, Chris, babe is, babe is so boring. Your relationship's so boring. This is dull, right? Like, can I, Babe? I call her Babe too. Oh God, <laughs> kind of like. GameStop is boring. GameStop, believe it or not, that's a good segue, Chris. I see what you did. You're you're forcing us right now to uh, hustle through the intro, which probably means you're watching the time and you're going, you need to hurry the I would up. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, so I recently, you know, if you guys remember in the intro a couple of weeks back, John gave a story about GameStop. And then if you were on Twitch, you saw him hold up a copy of a game he couldn't trade in. And I uh, I had a visit in the future you know, after that show of, of doing the same thing. And um, so, yeah, I ended up calling John on the way because it hit me that I was about to trade in three consoles and I did not have, I wasn't going to be able to go to our classic, what I referred to as our classic EB games, which I felt was a little slower traffic paced and you were able to do things like a console trade-in, a singular console trade-in, mind you. This was three. I was trading in my Xbox One X I was trading in my Series S and I was trading in my red and blue Nintendo, the original Nintendo Switch, because I recently got an OLED. So I walk in, I got two book bags. I got the Switch put in a, uh, a little special Super Nintendo book bag and I've got everything else. This is going to be a Twitch exclusive. Shoved in my, uh, my Toy Story. Oh, that's my PlayStation. Yeah. My Toy Story book bag. Oh my God. I didn't know you had Andy's that. Andy's name on the back. It does have <laughs> But everything else is in that bag, and the you are such a man child. You really is. Was in this bag. I think you've seen this bag. <laughs> He's such a child. That's a SNES bag. That's a that's the Super Nintendo bag. SNES. And they love that. They love my bags too. But anyway, I, I go in the store, and and that, the store I have to go into is the GameStop on Whittlesey. You guys know this one. It's got some foot traffic, but I go maybe there's not foot traffic because mm-hmm. you know Corona. I walk in the store and there's it's light compared to normal, but it's more than what we were used to over at EB Games. So I kind of look around to see if one I need anything. My goal was to get the same thing John got, 
Lego, Star Wars, Skywalker, PS5, Deluxe, blah, 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 and Kirby. Uh, and I, I walked around the store. Nothing has changed except for I do need to point out your local GameStop now has things like power supplies for PC builds. Yeah. And gaming keyboards and really cool stuff. So go check them out if you haven't. Maybe that'll be the way they can be saved. So eventually I get to the line. The line kind of slows down and I go, okay, I'm next. She calls me over. Luckily, she's on the other end of the counter too, which is near the TV where they got to do the testing. Uh, and I was go, Rick, hey. Was huh? Ricky there? Ricky was not. Ricky ended up calling her though during the transaction, which was hilarious. Uh, so she's in there and I think her name's Sam. She's amazing. Shout out to Sam if you listen. And I go, I got some consoles to trade in. I don't want to back you up because I noticed the sign on the front of your door says, now hiring, need help. And I don't want to be the guy when there's just two of y'all trading in three consoles. She goes, no, you should be fine. Uh, it started off a little rock, rocky and I'm already nervous because of John's, not debacle, but you know what I mean. I pull out this. She says, let's start with the switch first. And she goes, oh, we might be missing something. I remembered the the little thing you put your controllers on if you take them off the dock. I remembered all the wires, the plugs, the base. Uh, I just forgot the wrist straps. Oh, I was wow. like, oh crap. She goes, well, I think I made, she actually had some extra. They hmm. were, they were nonstop. She said, we'll throw these in. You're good to go. I was like, yes. So then I also had to prep my Xboxes. You know, you want to reset everything. Mm-hmm. Both Xboxes and Xbox in general recently had an update. So I had to update my Xboxes before I reset my Xboxes. And then at the store, they had to, once again, get the update to reset the Xbox to make sure it worked, blah, blah, blah. So we went Switch. Then we went, uh, 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 no, not Series S because she mentioned. Yeah, we did. We went Series S. And she was like, I still can't believe how small these are. And I thought, thank God I've never heard that. And then. We got a 1X out, and she was like, I can't believe I can't believe how heavy this is. You forget how heavy the 1X yeah, really God. was, and it was gigantic. All said and done, I re-upped my, uh, my membership because I haven't because of corona, just, just because. And I got a pretty hefty balance even after buying. I ended up getting Skywalker Saga on Switch and Kirby on Switch. You know, mm. uh, I still end up around $600 in credit. Uh, after purchasing those two games and the idea is to eventually when we get a PSVR just go in and put it all on it whatever hey, it costs nice. no just just uh, go in there and get me a um, an Xbox uh, expansion thing oh the $200 plug and play mm-hmm. yeah. you want one of them I got you Pookie <laughs> <laughs> go ahead and yeah, get so- a Series X <laughs> <laughs> right. So yeah, the story is uh, GameStop's still alive. Go support them if you can. I mean, the reason I'm going to say this now is because taking everything away from us, guys. E3's gone. You know what? What we grew up on going away, and let's 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 keep our gaming stuff. You know, let's keep it for us. I guess. But all in all, we had two pretty good experiences. Even though you couldn't trade in your thing, and and there it is. I survived. I went into a GameStop post COVID. And life is good. Life is good. Awesome. And with that, if you've been paying attention, we've given you three intro stories of our uh, previous week since you last heard from us. This has been the intro time, time, time of the show. And uh, I think we're good. Chris has given me a look and John's kind of like, can we just come on with it? 
No. So, uh, no, no, I misread you. I'm sorry. Let's make, let's hug. Oh, by the way, boys, we have a chance to not only have Dinglewood together on one day. I mean, we could technically go to Chipotle for dinner and make it. And Chris is out. And that's just. You don't want to know where I ordered food from before the show. <laughs> oh, no. Because <laughs> I was just like, it was like 435 and I was like, I'm not going to make it because folks, you have to, you have to do this in advance with Chris, because if he eats, yeah, there's a 90% chance it's going to be Chipotle. Oh, <laughs> no, it was it's not. It's, I was trying not to, but like literally right 435, <laughs> it was just this thing of, uh, I was like, I'm not going to make it through the show tonight. You know, you have to gauge that. Yeah, I'm hungry too. Listeners at home. Like if you're not here, we, we generally start. I would say the pregame I record round right around five thirty, and when you take in breaks and getting everything set up, even though the episode might be about two hours, it can be very close to eight o'clock before we, you know, eight thirty sometimes, depending on yeah. how much we talk, uh, before we get out of here. So you know, like I had to make that decision because I was like, I'm not going to make it tonight. I knew I wasn't going to make it tonight, and I wasn't going to go into the into the kitchen and make another hot dog after having. <laughs> <laughs> chili at lunch so to funny. make it through. So, you know, it is what it is. Why you got to eat two chili dogs? You're the one who eats two chili dogs. Yeah. Yeah. I said, that's why you got to. Mm. I will never yeah, eat those I dogs you too. I thought you said, why do you have to yeah. eat two chili yeah. dogs? Yeah. It's probably fine. We love everyone. All we need is love. The Beatles told us. Uh, can we move on? <laughs> what we all really need, Sean, is a topic true that's next let's just let's just go to the news this news f yeah. a topic this week all right yeah ladies and gentlemen hello again uh, what we have made it to is now our topic time. So whether or not you uh, you listen through the entire intro or you just fast forwarded to right here, we all have arrived safely. And we, you know, us three, myself, John and Chris, welcome you. What I'll do now is shut up so Chris can properly do the intro for this week's topic. The topic is... Kirby and the Forgotten Land! Well done, Chris. Well nice. Done. And you, ladies and gentlemen, if you've ever watched a big streamer like Asmongold or somebody, I don't know, XQC, those are Twitter, uh, Twitch names. If you know them, you know them. They always say you were here or I was here. You were here for the first ever of that what that was and hopefully it continues. Ever of that of that and and i was very excited for that i'm glad it happened oh you went and oh. now we show how unprofessional we are thanks right. chris no, no, no just completely <laughs> cut. i could cut that out <laughs> no but um the whole entire week as i was listening to this because we were talking about music in the break i've been kind of working on these little jazz runs these little and, ditties and and a lot of nintendo 
soundtracks are those kind of chords. So as soon as I put this game in, I started playing it. I was like, I'm vibing with this and this is definitely going to put in the show. And I don't care how Sean and John feel about that. No, no. <laughs> Cause I is- top saying the name of the topic is my thing. It's my thing. <laughs> Look, it's, it, and it was just a few seconds. We should be fine. Yeah. Uh, from the future, sir, you just got DMC aid and you have to it's shut down forever. Right. Mother Chris. <laughs> hmm? <laughs> I was saying, that's what we're going to say to you. And yeah, never mind. It's fine. But yeah, and, and you also have a special treat, ladies and gentlemen, because not only did like John play this game or Sean played this game or just Chris played this game, we all three played this game. One of us beat it. I don't know if two of us beat it. Two of us beat it, and I didn't because I got it late. I told you my story. Um, I, love, I love how you started out with not only did John play this game, because let's face it, this is what John does. John is John. I I want to secretly say you you were the catalyst for everybody getting Kirby. I feel that way, Chris. I don't know if you do. I do because you kind of reminded me it was on our radar and reminded me that it was coming up soon. Kirby was on my radar. It was just on that radar of um, I didn't. It, it was like, am I going to rush to get this or can it wait? Kind of like um, Yoshi. Like I wanted to make sure it wasn't that. So that's why I was waiting because I had heard like Yoshi was the last one was pretty much like to a point where you could some levels just hold the stick down and go through and the difficulty Dude, you would up. get through. Yoshi was awesome. And hard AF. So no, hard. It's, but in a world of firsts, it has been, we can't say this is the first time we've all played a game because it's not, but it is no. the first time we played a game where the game did something for the first time in this franchise. And that was introduce us to a Kirby game that was fully 3D. So that is cool, and I'm sure we'll get to talking about that soon. But where where do you boys want to start? Uh, let's kick let's kick the ball around and let's see where we land. Do we want to kind of say what the well, story let's, is? Well, let's just do a tagline: Kirby and the Forgotten Land mm-hmm. is unforgettable. Ah, <laughs> no, no, okay. I'll just Kirby, sit back. Kirby and the Forgotten Land is a maze balls. <laughs> I forgot how much I loved Kirby until Kirby. And the Forgotten Land. <laughs> you do. Kirby you know, sucks. <laughs> and we mean that in the most precious way possible. He also see, blows. He does suck. He also and blows. <laughs> I, I, I have played a Kirby before. Chris has too, and I know John has. I don't remember the name of the Kirby. I've tried to remember it on the spot. I can't. It was, it was Kirby Star Allies. Is, I think you played that one. Yes. The, that sounds familiar. The last one. The other, the other Switch one. The last one I did was the Wii U one, the rainbow one. The rainbow curse? Curse of the yeah. rainbow? Yeah, where you had to draw the that line. That may have been it, John. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. You know, you're right. Actually, you did play that one. I remember you saying you played that one. And it was not fun. Like, yeah, I'm- you, I remember I remember that, too. You said you, you said the Wii U stuff just didn't it did match well. I almost yeah. am trying to remember in my mind right now if we actually covered <laughs> rainbow on... Um, early episodes of our games and games I, or weekly games chat. I don't know. It's been Thanos at this point. I'll tell you that much. If right. We did. <laughs> we, oh definitely covered, we definitely covered allies, but, but mm-hmm. you know, I'll just put it out there just to, I don't know, get the juices flowing. I've played, I play, I've played a lot of Kirby games. Most of the best ones are on handheld devices, but this, in my opinion, um, and I haven't played all of them. In my opinion, this is the, this is the best Kirby game. That you can that you can get. I think this is the best one they've ever done. Um, 
That's that's heavy. And John gave it a 10. Let's go to news. <laughs> I've played the originals back in the day, like Kirby's Dreamland and all that. And then of course, as I said, I played Rainbow Road and you know, I've always enjoyed him in Super Smash Bros. Like he's one of my favorite characters using Super Smash Bros. But uh, yeah, I haven't seen a lot of them lately that have drawn my interest, but like John, I would agree that this is easily the best since like OG Kirby games that I've experienced that made me go, Oh wow, that's cool. And it's that kind of thing where whatever they decide, like as far as little maybe gimmicks to put in there, kind of like the mouthful thing in this game, um, bringing that in the future, that's fine. Change it out, do whatever you want to. But I, can't imagine Kirby games in the future going back to how they were. It's like, this feels like the dividing line, right? Like, it, do you guys think this I mean, is I how they should be? I don't want to make it like about Zelda, but like when breath of the wild came out, you're like, uh, they can't not, they, I don't know if that's fair because I think they've made a different, I think Zelda can be made in different ways. Sure. Still. Uh, but yeah, it does feel like this is one of those where it's like, if it's not how it's going to be moving forward, it's always going to be revered as, you know, if, if it's one of the best, like John just said, and I do feel that in the time I've put into it, and I don't know if you echo that, we'll get into it, of course, Chris, from mm-hmm. completing the game as well, but Chris did mention the game. If you play Kirby, it, it does have a new system called Mouthful Mode, which is, I'm going to chuckle because I'm a man-child, um, but it's pretty awesome because Kirby can suck like a car up, and now you're a car, <laughs> and it's like, I mean, come on, like, are we for real? What's hilarious hilarious about that car, if you look at it, go back and look. His his little feet are dangling in the back. Like the taillight. Yes. That and that's a that's a that's a beat to hit on. All of the things they don't forget about the little things. And if you as a player pick up on the little things, it's kind of hilarious. It really, really is. Whenever he finds a waddle dee. Mm. in the a hidden waddle dee, his his little his little arms wave up and down like that. Um, no matter what he's no matter what mode he's in, if he's in car mode and he does it, his little arm shake. <laughs> I like how uh, too he also still like whatever um ability you have is still on top of his head whenever yeah. like he's the car or the fridge. I love or whatever. it. So you go in like with sword mode on, you get a car and you still have the little sword hat on the car. I <laughs> see. I mean, I've always felt like Kirby, the the Kirby IP has always been Nintendo's experimental ip it's the one that they can aside from mar you know mario um it, it's always the one that they try to do something different but it, but when it with this title to me it's more in the vein of super mario 3d world kind of how it's designed how the layout is yeah um you know it, it's just i have i have um and kirby's famous for 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 kind of being that um you know, a, a lot of people say my my kid's first game was a Kirby game because, I mean, let's face it, Kirby's Epic Yarn. I mean, you could, you had to work hard to die in that game. Um, so they, they they traditionally are um, are very easy, and while this one is not necessarily hard, which is probably why Chris liked it so much. Um, I did ask yeah. him what mode he put it on. And he, <laughs> he put it. it on story mode. He said it's the default <laughs> mode, man. Uh, yeah, the, the wild one. Uh, he was yeah. like, "What do you mean? You have to select it." I was like, I'm "Pretty sure it defaults though, it where it's on to it." Yeah. yeah, 
We'll see. Yeah, with 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 the other games, it's got your traditional power ups that have been a staple for the series since time immemorial. But you know, one of the things when, when you when you know a game is going to be when the difficulty level is not really ramped up for a game like this, giving variety in gameplay is is really the secret to keeping quite frankly our attention and i think i think this game did a phenomenal job um knowing what it was knowing that it's 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 kind of an easy adventure but making us come back for more because it entices us with all these power-ups and um you know i i know i probably have to move on but i really i really want to stay with this game which I is which is game. i think that's awesome like you know it's got a it's got a simple you know, kind of video game plot, a dark thing happens to a world and you got to go to another world and things happen. And John has mentioned, you got to save these waddle D's kind of in each level. Um, and if you're familiar with the Kirby series, you obviously know what a waddle D is. Um, but it, it also sets it up. And I was thinking about this where it is almost like a, tri- like a Mario game. You mentioned Mario 3d. And what I mean by that is it's 3d, right? But it's not like open odyssey 3d. No. Right. It's not like that at all. You're kind of like in a linear 3D path ish. But if you pay attention, there are like hidden rooms and things you go in uh, that are fun. And those are the nuances that John is talking about when he says it makes you want to replay a level, for example, or, or you know, because at the end of each when you complete it, you kind of see the things you missed. Yeah. And you kind of go, man, I don't I don't like that. I missed that. It, um, it is easy, though. And I know Chris is about to chime in because uh, not because it's easy, but I kind of hate the fact that. While Mario did, I think, a really good job of like saying you needed stars to progress or moon pieces to progress. They felt like it was a little more important to go back into the worlds. I can't speak for anybody but myself, but so far, and Chris alluded to it, in, you know, in our personal hangout where he said he's never had to come across. Uh, what I'm, what I'm going to say is it, you got to have a certain amount of wallowdies to move on to like the boss fights to go on to the next world, if you will. And I feel like I always have enough waddledies. Yes. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, yeah. Without really trying to have to go back and get more waddledies. I think they've designed this and it shows you it's good game design because, right, like as John said, like it's not the hardest game. And I think that's a good thing because if you're talking about young kids, they could go through probably 75% of this game. And outside, maybe like the final couple of battles <laughs> and some of the optional content that you don't have to do. You could just focus on getting through the level and have, I think through that enough wildies to be able to open up the boss battle for every area, right? You're not going to get in there. It's more of like the secondary things like building the wildy village and then being able to go and do secondary activities like challenges and, and, um, and really like later on, like things like the Coliseum, that that's where if you want the challenge, right? If you want some a, a little bit more skill, you could seek it out if you want to. But if all you're just interested is just going through this world and seeing all these cool new things and seeing what Kirby can become and interact with the level, you don't necessarily have to sweat it, right? You'll be able to get through. I think it's like, it's like a, I said, it's, it's a, a it's very enjoyable. Yeah, it's a great like if I had a that's, six or seven year old, that's this is the a great game to get them an introduction to Nintendo outside Mario. Now, if yeah. a kid can't get all the waddledies, I'm gonna shame them because <laughs> yeah. like they need to hang up like, gaming. Like, going these to are these these aren't stars. 
Mm-hmm. These aren't these aren't galaxies. These aren't moon cubes. <laughs> these are living. Pe- these are living creatures. And they you're are leaving them to die. <laughs> but <laughs> how does it, that make you feel? It, how does that make you feel? But I'm gonna tell you there. something, John. It it makes me angry when I go through a level, and it kind of tracks the waddledees you get through the level. If there's like five, it'll show you, you got the first one at yep. the right time. And mm-hmm. then if you happen to miss if you miss the first one, you get it. You get your first one, but it's the third one. Mm-hmm. You go what what. Yeah. Where, How did I miss the first two? And yeah. I, th- I think that's like where, as like John perfectly alluded to, that this is a perfect comparison to Super Mario World and specifically how going through the levels, like you have the regular level, but then you also have, you know, like, in, of course, in Mario 3D World, you had the uh, Captain Toad treasure tracker type stuff. Here, there are so many little veer off the path things where if you're exploring the environment, and using all the tools that the game presents to you. Like if you notice, Hey, there's a lot of sword like enemies or guys with a gun. There might be a reason why they're putting those there for you. Right? Like Mm -hmm. that maybe you should think about switching to that kind of mode because there's probably something you can use the gun for at that point to unlock some other area and then go and do a a certain type of challenge. Right. That'll get you another wallaby. Um, So it's like, it's that smart, level design where everything coalescing it encourages you to explore it encourages you to try out various modes of kirby and not just find the one thing you like and run through the level you know actually see everything the game has and and, and it's really rewarding to do so yeah and, and you know we do like to to touch on if the game you know looks good plays good i, I haven't had any issues from a, a visual standpoint there was one point I want to say, and I don't know why, but it did feel like the level lagged slightly. Um, it was just a little hiccup, but it's run, it's run really great. Of course, it's a Nintendo Switch game, and we all are playing it on our Switches. This is not one where, you know, somebody played it on PC or what have you. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, well, did, I, did, I did point out to Chris, John, that my OLED did seem to run a little hot playing this game. <laughs> did you notice that? Um, I didn't play it much in handheld. I just played it in the dock. Well, so I had it docked right in front of me mm-hmm. and I went to plug in some headphones and I was like, whoa, really? Wait, it's a little warm. Yeah. But you can, you can play a switch in handheld mode. <laughs> <laughs> when you have, I'm telling you right now, just a reminder, when you get an OLED, you kind of find reasons. I like take it in my room at night and I'm like, I'm going to fall asleep playing Kirby on my OLED. <laughs> that just sounds wrong. Well, you know, regarding the, regarding the, I'm wondering, Sean, your mention of the kind of the lag. Mm-hmm. If you look at, if you look at footage of the game, most of the time it's, it's almost like they had to compensate for the aging. Whoa. What just happened? What you're here. I don't know. I'm watching footage of the game and I, I just saw something I'd never seen. Oh. Anyway, um <laughs> that was crazy. <laughs> um yeah, the, the the it seemed like they compensated if you look in the background of of the game off into the distance, mm-hmm. you see a lot of frame rate dip. It's like it's like nothing is nothing is quite fluid in the background. It's almost and like that they, could have been what I saw because yeah. the game I do want to look and it'll give you hints if you catch them on this is where you're going to go or this is what you might need or, Hey, this is out there kind of thing. And that could have been what I saw, to be honest. I don't, Mm -hmm. I don't remember exactly what caused it. It could have been simply, uh, you know, a background loading up and maybe lagged a little bit, but the game has run really good. And Kirby, Kirby is fluid, Mm -hmm. you know, 
Yeah. I've played it with the pro controller. I've played it in handheld mode and I've taken the joy cons off and put them on the, the control grip and all three forms. It, it, I mean, obviously the joy con separately than on the grip is the same, mm-hmm. but he runs fluidly. Um, uh, you got, I, I, do you guys feel like you had to get used to that style of 3d? It wasn't like yeah. old school crash bandicoot 3d. It's more like Mario 3d world. Like you said. Yeah. I, or, played, I played the, I played the demo and I had to, I had to adjust with my expectations because the way it was, the way it looked originally, it seemed like you could, it seemed like you were looking at these big open areas that you could travel through. Mm-hmm. Um, and you'll spoilers, but you'll, uh, You'll you'll see Joel somewhere in the background from Last of Us Part Two. The giraffes are walking by. <laughs> <laughs> well, I, I do like the way and and Chris. I feel like <clears throat> this is very similar to last week's topic, which was Tiny Tina. Mm-hmm. But the hub world that you select your your missions from, you're kind of like Kirby on a little cloud. Is that what it is? And you kind of float around to go where you want to go. The only difference is, I think in Tiny Tina. Mm-hmm. It was kind of like that overview world, if you will. Yeah, it was like a top-down view. Top-down, but couldn't you run into just random encounters that would start? Yeah, which they don't really have this here. But you do have, like, as you explore the map, you'll see every now and then it pops up and says search. And if you search, you might find some um, yep. some stars or else maybe a challenge cool. that you didn't know was out there um, yep. that unlocked. So you know, definitely worth at least doing a quick fly around the map as you, as you progress through it. But it's... um. I have to say the map itself, the zones are pretty dang fun and distinct, right? Like, yeah, I thought my, one of my worries, I guess, with the game was that as John joked, like that it was just going to pretty much be the last of us Kirby where it's just, here's him going through the various parts of this city, you know, and let's look at the different type of vegetation and buildings and maybe like oh now he's in the shopping district and now he's downtown so there's skyscrapers whatever right i thought it was maybe gonna be something like that and instead there's a lot of cool variety in this where you know as you move on from zone to zone they each kind of have their own themes and you unique challenges that you have to go through and i i also feel as you go longer and longer in the game they get more memorable, right? Like yeah, I enjoyed I the first two zones, but when I got to the third one, um, I had a blast. Like I was just like, because it gave me things like, especially with the mouthful mode that were so exciting. So unique. And I was like, man, I don't know if I've, I've, you know, had anything else quite like this in, um, in, in, you know, in other, I guess, uh, platformers and stuff like that as of late. So, you know, the, I, I can't spoil it, but like the things I got to do in that level just brought, you can watch me on stream. Um, like there's a smile on my face as I realize what's about to happen <laughs> and what Kirby's about to do. <laughs> so for, for context for everyone, th- this, uh, this is kind of a new mode to the game, this mouthful mode. It's, it's something, it's something in the world, whether it's, I mean, this isn't spoilers. You've, you've seen it in the trailers where you see Kirby swallow a car. But he can't, I say swallow, he can't quite swallow it. <laughs> it's too big. So it's, I mean, it's just something that he, you know, he'll, he'll eat an enemy and absorb its power. But with a car or something like that, he can't, he, he just has it, he just has it in his mouth. <laughs> mm-hmm. and, 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 you know, we've mentioned so this game. Yeah. So he becomes a, he, that. He becomes yeah. what that is. He doesn't absorb a power reflecting it. He actually becomes that object. Uh, sir, when he 
there's another object with soda cans that becomes a weapon. Yeah. A pretty good weapon. But, yeah. uh, but that's, what's cool but, about it. Right. You can yeah. have the things like a car, but then it's something as basic as like Kirby is now a flight of stairs. And you're like, how is this going to be a fun or interesting mechanic? But they make it cool because, yeah. like, you know, you see an enemy in front of you. What do the stairs do? They just tip forward and smash the enemy. It's great. Like <laughs> that, That's part of where I, a kid, I think, could be cut off because there had been, I'll use the, you just said it, the stairs as an example. There was one part where I could see the Waddle Dee. And they'll, when, they, when you can see them, mm-hmm. they're going to be tough to get. I'm going to go ahead and tell you that. Um, but he was there. And there was, like, another Waddle Dee behind it. It was a double Waddle Dee. A double, <laughs> and there were stairs, and I was like, "All right, but this is." A, I could kind of. I went forward, and I went back a little bit, and I was scouting it out. I remember, and this I was one. like, "And I was like, if I've only got one set of stairs, I can't get both. How do I get the second? And then this is where your attention to detail has to come in. Where you know, I was going to say maybe it's hard for a kid, but kids see things way different than adult gamers. They just do. Mm-hmm. And in the background was my answer. And then, and then, like, sometimes the 3D world won't let you go to that background, and certain times it does. And it's really cool how it just seamlessly transitions to what you need once you kind of figure out a thing. And, and you know, John was talking about the car mouthful mode. That thing is so fun. Mm-hmm. The way you drive, and he kind of does a whiplash turn, and his, and his, his rear tires are kind of, you know, it's so, I, I love everything I've encountered so far when, it, when it's yeah, that- come to that new mode. That warthog from Halo could take a few lessons from how this this car operates. <laughs> hey, hey. Well, <clears throat> I will say at one point we had to fly. I won't say how or why. See, um, but that's in this game. But that's brilliant. And, yeah, like and the fact of like it reminds you of another classic Nintendo property. If yeah. anyone wants to think about it, like that's how it's used. And as soon as I saw what they're doing, I was like, this is brilliant. This is and not only is this just a great mechanic. To go what, through you can say what. Can oh, you? OK. Like, yeah, it's basically it's kind of like pilot wings. Yes. You know, you're you're directing. <laughs> and you're trying to go through these big circles and there are hidden things that you have to pick up on very quickly as you're going through, yep. you know, to get the wildy and, and all the little hidden stuff. And I was just like, this is, this is an awesome send up to a classic Nintendo game. And there's stuff like that hidden throughout. Um, just like even like the side stuff, there's the, there's another one that goes harkens back to classic Kirby where like there's where you put the, he's a ball and you roll him in the maze, right? Trying not to get him to go down the hole and get to the center. And like, that's from I always go down old the school to the, Kirby. Oh. Never mind. Uh, <laughs> even to your point of, I still feel like sword Kirby. The way he wears his little little hat, it's it gives me Zelda vibes. It always has. I mean, I don't know if they intend to do that or not. I'm just saying it is what it is. He's got a little beanie sock cap on his head, and he's got a sword. I'm sorry. Yeah. Well, I, I mean, I, well, speaking of those abilities, I mean, we should probably mention. Uh, I, I think this is. I feel like this is new to the series, where you know it's one thing. One like we we alluded back to the fact that the games are you know, traditionally easy, but one of the things that makes it so good is making the gameplay um, stay interesting. Mm-hmm. And, you know, how, how they do that is they have several tiers of upgrading your power, your abilities. Um, you, and you fly and you basically, you find blueprints <clears throat> in the world in different stages. Um, you just have to make sure you find them all. And, you know, you unlock these bonus stages. I think they're called treasure treasure roads or something like that. You talking about the and challenge ones? 
Yeah, and yeah. it gives you this it gives you this star currency that is required to upgrade your weapons, uh, your abilities, as long as you have those blueprints to do so. Um, and I think each t- I think each one has three tiers. Um, and it and and that's part of the incentive for me because I didn't get all of them, and I got a lot, I got a lot of them, but I didn't get all of them. So I just I want to go back and get all of my all of my powers fully upgraded because that's, they're just so they keep it you know you're, you they keep you know you, you get that sword ability and you're like gosh I'm just so bored with this one. Well, what they did was they added new upgrades to it to keep it fresh as you continue to play, and it's such a smart design choice um, for something that is traditionally an easy game to keep it interesting to keep your attention this game more so than i've than any other game i've i've played in a while i was very surprised how well it earned my attention yeah it really it it <laughs> demand i told you guys i was taking my nintendo to the bedroom and i've had this game since saturday afternoon and sunday night and monday night i'm falling asleep to playing kirby um, i have not done that in a and part of it's because it is, I don't want uh, to. I don't want to use the word easy, and it seemed like a dismissal. It's it's right. easy to have fun with. It's yes. not easy, you know, as like I don't know, coloring in the lines as an adult. Yeah, well, there's some people that probably still can't do that. But anyway, um, it's it's <laughs> Chris is like I I choose to make art <laughs> <laughs> lines. I won't be held back by lines. <laughs> I will be held back by lines, but it's it's so. Uh, I mean, if you look at if you go around and you and you look at reviews for say, maybe you don't just use ours that we're eventually going to give you as a you know what you you gauge your interest on. It's getting high marks because what it's doing is doing it well, and it's doing it in a way that it, it kind of hasn't been done before for a Kirby series. Yeah, I mean, Chris Chris fell in love with this music, and when he did it to me, I was like, yeah. The music, if you and I was thinking about this, Chris. If you ever go to Walt Disney World, mm-hmm. there's a magic, uh, maybe a pun intended there. I don't know to the music that uh. you hear throughout the park. <laughs> there is magic to this music in this game to me. Yeah, I it, love listening to it. It flows perfectly, um, no matter what area you you're going to. It, it fits like the the various things you're going through at that moment. But going back to what John said. With these abilities, if there was an ability I wasn't clicking with early on, right? It, it it's almost like where this game I think it was like maybe a little bit better than Ratchet and Clank, like oh. the last one to me was like there were guns I just never cared about, and I might have upgraded them. I still would not use them. It felt yeah. like if there was a ability early on, like the best one I could tell you is the needle one. Like I did not the click the jam. I didn't like that one early on. It was, it yeah. was just like a pain for me or the bomb one. As I began to upgrade those and get the new iterations on them and, and see, Oh, I can do this now. Like, you know, for instance, John said with the sword, like all of a sudden you go from just having a sword, but now you can do a shield. Oh, that's nice. That's Dope. different. Zelda. Link. Everything What's just up? made me more invested and open to being okay. If like, Oh, well, okay. Now we're going to use this weapon. Or, you know, this ability, right? I didn't care as much. Like I have to have this one. Maybe the only one late game that I've been now focused on was the one I didn't like that much at first, which is the needle one. Because when I built it up and saw where it became, I was like, this thing is, this is OP. Almost OP. Yeah. yeah. You know, I'm doing like these challenges now, these combat tra- trials that you can do in just rolling around and using this ability to its full potential. I'm like, this is awesome. 
This is this this he is just, just Thanos like, gloved us. Did you see that? He was, was like, like <laughs> I love it. But but uh I, I don't mean to bring up a negative point and it's not on the game. I brought this up at lunch and John kind of was like, You got a good point. This is where a game like Kirby would shine if it had a trophy system. Mm, absolutely. Like That's it Nintendo would, in general. It, 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 it you already have the replayability and the desire to play it because of the fun element and the easy to have fun element. And if we had a proper Nintendo achievement system, man, this this could be one of those. I, I like John said, I'm already gonna have a hard time putting it down, you know, because how much fun I'm having. But yeah. geez, man, legit. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I, I, you can already think of twenty trophies that you would, you know, put in the game. Um, yeah. Master sucker. <laughs> mouthful oh never mind suck up everything trophy the the platinum trophy would be called you suck you yeah those are you know because they always have really quirky trophies those are so funny i remember i got a trophy or a a, what you call it in tunic on xbox and it was like i literally out loud said what do i do now and the thing said pink what do i do now it was the (laughs) or so so what now it was perfect i love Mm. I love. Um, look at my hair. Anything else you guys want to add on Kirby? I want to. Okay, so the thing that's most interesting, uh, or one of the most interesting things to me, and Sean, you, I don't think you're at this point yet where you realize, like we we didn't really talk about the plot because for ninety percent of this game, there's an opening scene which is mm-hmm. basically this vortex opens and the wild easy Kirby that gets sucked to this mysterious place, and really their only goal at the beginning is like the wildies were like, well, we're here. Let's build might our well, town yeah, again. might as well build a village. And Kirby's like, cool. Yeah. And a bunch of us are missing. So Kirby's like, cool, I'll go find them. And he goes out to, you know, find them in the world. And that's kind of all you're focused on for 90% of this game. And then you get to like the last act. And mm-hmm. what happens in the last, like, I would say, what, John, like maybe 40 minutes of that game mm-hmm. is like Cut there's, scene there, city. Yes, there's stories. <laughs> there's, there's dialogue. There is voiceover. <laughs> It gets dark. Yeah, it gets crazy. And I was just like, where where'd this anime pop up from that's called <laughs> yeah, Kirby? Angels? I was reading that. I, I can't <laughs> wait to get to that point. I'm at, I'm, I think I'm in the third or fourth world now. If I looked it up, I think, am I wrong? There's like maybe six. I think it's zones. Sounds right. Six or seven. I think I it's, I thought it was like five main zones. And then you have the kind of final zone. Yeah. yeah so that would put which, it at six. Yeah. And the five main zones they have, which is very have plenty to do. Oh yeah, they they really do. They have plenty to do, uh, and they have some really, man. Just when you think, uh, okay, I kind of know what this game's doing, you go to a new level, and they present you something that you're like, whoa, mm-hmm. like, wow, I can't believe I'm doing this. You know, on a Kirby game, you know, it just it's it, and that is a constant reminder of how how well they've done this game. It it is not Kirby in The Last of Us Part Two. No, it's not. It's not. <laughs> it's um yeah. It even surprised me at the end how even emotional it made me get there for a second. Did you cry, buddy? I was I was holding back a few tears. And John wasn't because wow. he's heartless, but you know me, I feel connected to these characters. <laughs> John, did we get did you buy the game physical? Mm-hmm. Did we get anything special for that? Um, I pre-ordered oh. it and got, um, where'd they go? I got little pins, put, um, lapel pins. 
No, I didn't get those. Cool. Yeah. Uh, the game, we, none of us play. It's so funny. We're on a podcast together, and we're friends, and we never play co-op modes together. And the sad part <laughs> is all three of us were on last night playing yeah, this. And it no could have one... at least dabbled in it to talk about it. Right. We didn't. Um, yeah, the game does have a, a co-op mode. Um, so that's cool if you want that. John, I have well, a very important question. Go for it. How much fishing did you do? Zero. You need to do some fishing in that game. Best fishing mechanics. Ten years by far. <laughs> Dude, the only game I truly enjoyed fishing in, and this is terrible to admit, was World of Warcraft. It had some really cool fishing spots. Mm-hmm. I know they tried to get us to fish in Zelda. Lost Ark even has some fishing in it, but I'm like, you're trying to tell me there's some I, good fishing in Kirby. Have you done much? Have I, either of you done much in the uh, town? Like as far as yeah. like the little mini game with like the the kitchen the when it opens yeah. up yeah, and all that kind of stuff. Is this fun? That's the, They're fun. That's the thing that like you mentioned they do a lot of nods. Uh, cooking, not cooking mama. What's the um, one you and I played? Overcooked. Oh, overcooked. Yeah. Felt very, it's overcooked. got a very overcooked element going on. You know, uh, there's, there's just so much little things they do. Heck, or, even in the, uh, go, I'm sorry. Go ahead. The call. Eventually you get a call. See him. And that's a nod because most people don't remember this now. Like how laboratories, the folks who make Kirby, they're also the folks who invented Super Smash Bros. and Pokemon oh, Stadium. That's them. So, fun you know, fact alert. Like the fact that they put this in here, it's like, it's cool. And they bring back a lot of cool things in it, change it up. And you can you can get very lost in that for a while. So, so this will be random. Another thing where I was like, I love this because of this. Uh, when you do, John and Chris and everybody, we've talked about the upgrade. You kind of walk in this little building. You talk to the guy. If you got a blueprint, he tells you you can upgrade it. That's where the coins you collect come in. That's where the, the special stars you get from the optional side missions come into play. So you can see how they make you tile this in, right? Mm-hmm. Okay, all that's there. But when, they go, when he goes into the animation to upgrade your thing, he kind of does it. You've seen it in the trailer where it's just really fast. <laughs> like It gives me Monster Hunter vibes when they prepare your dish for you. It's yeah, a cute, I can see it, that. It's a cute little thing that's just so random, but that cute thing... As a player, you go, that's, I like that, man. And it gives you, gives you good vibes, you know, hashtag feels good, man. You know what I mean? They even have a little, eventually they get a little patio. You can just go up and chill with them. Just chill and hang out. Yeah. I, I like, love it. Hey guys, I'm going to leave you. Just living our best life here. Hashtag living our best life. I love, I love, uh, it feels, it feels, you know, kind of fun to go save all the waddledies. And I truly do get, those are the ones every level will tell you that you have to do. Yeah, right, as a, an object as an objective, and I truly get disheartened when I leave some behind. It, yeah, yeah, the, it's like these are living people. <laughs> the most, I think, the most painful is like when you know, because there's, you always know the two main ones, right? Get through the level and then find the hidden ones, and usually you can begin to just naturally uncover the rest. But every yeah. now and then, I will have two that I did not uncover, and it will only tell me one of the things. And you're like, uh, and I'm just like, I'm sorry, little buddy. I don't even know where the, where the where hell to begin to find you. <laughs> <laughs> That's so awesome. I, are, are, are we tinkering out? Do we have anything negative to say about the game? I think some of the, I, if I had one negative, the challenge levels, while I find them fun, um, I had to learn because I was thinking, as John said, like beating those is what gives you the, uh, the upgrade stars, right? 
And they always tell you, okay, you have this much time to beat the challenge, which maybe is like three minutes, but then they also give you a secondary time that they tell you is your target time. I was thinking beating those target times would give me like another star or something. And there's really no reward to it. And honestly, if you want this game to get hard, try to hit those target times because some of these challenges, like especially with the bomb, which can be a pain because you know you have to hold it and be completely still to be able to toss it versus where he, instead of him just slinging them out, it, they get f infuriating at times because you know you're not doing the right thing. And then honestly, I don't think you get enough reward for beating that target time to really make it worth your while. Like you get, I don't know, 10 stars or something like that. You know, you get uh, 50 coins. Yeah. It's coin. Yeah. And I would rather have had another upgrade star instead or something like that. Like, you know, cause when and I did not, them, I feel they're great. not a part of, they're not a part of unlocking the, 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 no. the real ending. Um, so, mm -hmm. but you know, there's, there's a, there's, you know, once you finish the main story, I, there's, there's more to it. Yes. So. Yeah. I saw that. And I was Kirby, like, the hard mode. <laughs> but yeah that would be my only real complaint um, i think my I, my complaint that i had when i played the demo was oh this 3d mode kind of forcing me to do it this way but that has slowly been accepted through my playthrough of the game and i don't know if that's because i don't know i'm easy to please or it's because they did it well and now i see what they're doing and it flows beautifully i think it's the latter to be quite yeah. honest with you I should point out, although I don't have any direct experience with it regarding the multiplayer mode, everybody is saying that it was kind of an afterthought. Oh, that sucks. Um, kind of like you, ours. Yeah. The, the, the second player, the co-op, the second player plays as, as a, as a waddle With a spear. Um, with a spear. Uh, really? The camera, the camera doesn't follow the waddle It follows Kirby. So you have to keep up with Kirby. You can't do your yeah, own thing. Uh, so yeah. it's just, it's just kind of an afterthought. So that's, you know, that, that's a shame. It kind of feels Plus like the only it, reason to do it be like if you want your kid to go through as Kirby exactly. and you're just and then you imagine that nightmare of the kid not keeping up with you. <laughs> swallow the boat. Just swallow Come, the jump. boat. <laughs> Why did you hit your kid? <laughs> well, he was playing Kirby with yeah, me. Yeah, he was mad. a terrible waddledy, you know? <laughs> Get I also, good, man. I, I also like that Kirby. Don't would, hit your kids. A Kirby just like looks at a, a cab down the wall and just goes, let me just swallow that and then move back and forth and see what yeah, happens. Let's just, let's just wiggle it. <laughs> the funniest part to me happened in that intro movie. Uh, Kirby, you know, he has a standard look and every once in a while they'll make him look funny. Mm. But for some reason, those funny eyes he makes, those eyes wide open, blink he kind of does when he realizes what's happening. You don't know what I'm talking about. Go watch that intro movie again. Hilarious. And, and so it's important to, to point out uh, to the audience that they should expect this come time for the holiday music special. Chris is just going to play the soundtrack. I've, I've oh, already, already told Sean, I said, we're pretty yeah, much going to just put tunic in this game and we're good. We are good for the year. Good luck, everyone. Yeah, that's what he says. <laughs> this music spectacular is going to be tunic and Kirby. It's like, are those don't feel really, uh, you know, holiday. And he's like, uh, you want to bet? <laughs> uh, should we do some Richards? I think we should. And I'm even going to do one. Okay. Believe it or not. I feel like I've got enough. We'll be I'll lead it off. I'll okay. get this bad boy going. It could change, just like my rating for Tunic might change once I beat it this week. Uh, but I'm giving this a solid... Uh, That's pretty good.
And and it's for everything we just talked about. It's yeah. a it's a pardon my language. Okay. Cover your kids' ears. It's a dang good game. <laughs> um so when I started this game, like after the first hour, I was like, okay, this is cool. This is seems like a solid new take on this. I was like, I bet I'll probably end up being like an eight. And then I got to like the second or third world and I was like, okay, this is an 8.5. And I was like, there's no way this goes higher than this. And then when I got to the last of it, I was like, okay, wow, this went to places I was not expecting. This is totally a nine. I agree. I back up what John said to start this. This is the best Kirby game I think ever made. Uh, I, I want more of this. This is all I want. I just want more and more and more of this. And yes, I want to see what Kirby can swallow next. Oh, Oh. I was going to say, I want to swallow as much as I I bet you. (laughs) (laughs) I'm not, I'm not doing this out of rebellion. Um, I freaking love this game so much. And I'm a little embarrassed to say this. It's a nine, seven, five for me. It is in the conversation. For game of the year, and I never. Oh no, no! I never thought I would care. I never thought I would say that. What is Elden Ring? Who cares? I'm gonna go play Kirby. (laughs) I I mean, like my top three feels very set, and I'm like, good luck, good luck to anyone breaking Mm -hmm. into that right now because Mm -hmm. they feel like a solid top three games. Yeah, I'm not struggling to figure out what am I gonna put third this year. No, it is April, and I've got three games yeah, that I feel very set. good with. Yeah. And Kirby's one of them? Oh, God, yeah. Kirby's oh, up really? there, bro. Yeah. Okay. I really, like I said, I, you guys have beat it. You know the end game. Mm-hmm. I don't yet. Doctor Strange is not, he hasn't started blinking crazy yet. I haven't done the, because I know the, I end, game know the end game that, that John is alluding to, because I did travel to it, right? Like, and it was like, oh, there's a whole thing there. But then I, then I, then I said, wait, before, before, before we go to this, let's pull back and go back and do the Coliseum and all this other stuff. I had some more challenges I mm-hmm. wanted to unlock. So I'm, I'm saving that part and hoping it's great. I would love a game like this to have DLC where you just, you get more abilities. They, they, they do this, like kind of like this, this, um, exp- the Mario Kart expansion where you get new tracks a new a new expansion where you, they give you new powers and new enemies to fight. I think that would be awesome. New mouthful mode. <laughs> Wait, what? Isn't it just mouthful mode? No. <laughs> He's going to get a second mouth. What? <laughs> and we also just as we head into the uh the new segment. We also think about this. Who's stronger than Kirby? Oh, there's no one. I've always said this. Kirby is the strongest character ever created. What's Superman going to do? Punch him? He'll swallow him. Now he's Superman. What are you going to do? Spit him out. Oh, you're going to come at him now with Kryptonite? Cool. Spit out Superman. Now I'm going to swallow Batman. (laughs) He just keeps going through them. You can't beat him. Well, Yoshi Yoshi can swallow you and crap you out. (laughs) That's fair. True. So (laughs) what would happen if you swallowed Kirby? Oh, my God. Mind blown. Right? Oof. Is that like a black hole just being created? (laughs) (laughs) The scientist Stephen Hawking tried to tell us what black hole was. It's Kirby being swallowed by Yoshi. What? (laughs) You guys want to do some news? Always. Okay. Hot off the press and straight to your ears. Weekly Games Chat presents 
the news. News! Yay! We made it to news, and to lead us off this week, you know, is the Ricky Henderson of the show, if you will. That's a throwback baseball name. John. Are you saying I speak in the third person? Is that what you're saying? <laughs> I hope you, from now on, <clears throat> Well, I'm going to have some snacks after the show, but let's talk about some bug snacks on the show. Bug snacks is coming to more platforms. Let's, let's talk about it. Bug snacks originally debuted on PS4, PS5, and PC in November of 2020, and it's now coming to Nintendo Switch, Xbox Series X and S, and Xbox One, including a Game Pass release for console, PC, and cloud. Developer Young Horses has announced April 28th as the release date for these platforms. This date also marks the release of the Isle of Big Snacks expansion. So we're going to talk about this on the show. I mean, um, I was Chris fighting. Is, Chris is actually going to dive into this game and uh, tell us all about it. I was fighting for this to be a topic because you, know, <laughs> you were back when the PlayStation came out and was like, free. John had a PS5 like right at launch. I was like, man, you could be talking about bug snacks for us. And Remember we, when I played uh, Odd World and I was like, this game sucks. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but yeah. Uh, you know, I've. I mean, I don't know how. I don't remember how it reviewed. But I hear a lot of people say it's say it's pretty fun. So I think it's like Kirby, and we just don't know it. <laughs> we're like we're yeah. not playing a dumb game called Bug Snacks. So yeah, I mean, clearly the the expansion for Big for Bug Snacks uh, means that it's far from finished, dude. You you're just you did good, right? <laughs> but what if I wanted to say that? You know, speaking of things that are far from finished. <laughs> CD Projekt Red <clears throat> says that Cyberpunk 2077 still has a long way to go. According and to, a short time to get there. <laughs> according to Quest director Pawet Sacco, uh, quote, I can assure you that we are working on an expansion. We're working on stuff for you guys besides that. That didn't change. We are still improvising, or I'm sorry, improving the game because we are aware there is work to be done. We're very happy you guys like patch 1.5 and, like <laughs> and that gives us more incentive to work for you guys because you show our appreciation for it. That's as much as I could tell you. We are working on stuff for you. Like I'm literally daily reviewing quest, talking to people about stuff. So it's happening. Uh, the, Did I write that? <laughs> no, I think that's just how he said. The developer seems to have its hands full with this new expansion, improvements on the game, and the new Witcher project. Whoa! I, I, I have to say, none of this shocks me because I mean, we all knew originally before the uh, S hit the fan at release, they were planning to do similar to how Witcher was. Right? We're gonna do two expansions. They're gonna be beefy expansions or not could just be like some little five six hour tack on but you know like something like 10 to 20 hours of additional content and i mean it's just a given because you're like if you're if after all the hell that the investors for this game have had to go through the one hope they have is like all these people have bought the game which it's sold very well regardless of whatever issues it had the hope is what that you sit there and you put out some DLC expansion and people buy it and it's more revenue until this Witcher project or whatever is next from CD project red hits the shelf. Yeah. I think I'm finally going to 
pulled the trigger on it as soon as there's a decent sale. Um, you missed it. Yeah. I heard it was, it was five bucks at, mm-hmm. at one point. At Best yeah. Buy for one day. <laughs> oh. Oh. Was yeah, it at Best Buy? Yeah, it was yeah. only physical, too. So mm. Mm. they sold out fast. Why do you? What the? What do you mean? It was, it was only physical. Well, I went on and I I'm was sorry, gonna, Danny Digital. You know, <laughs> I I can't buy it for my PS5 if That's it's right. physical. I'm sorry, I came at you a little hard. You literally have a digital version of the PS5. My bad. That's why I have to catch myself every time I want to buy an Xbox game. I just like, no, oh, don't do it. <laughs> you have a Series S. All right, here we go. Far from friend. Oh no, that's wrong. See, John, I don't know what to do without your stupid segues. You know, have a heart. Oh, have seg- a heart. this one just in. Have a heart, dude. For that's like the fourth the time here. For the fourth time, have a heart. <laughs> You're not wrong. Kingdom Hearts Four, ladies and gentlemen, and Kingdom Hearts Missing Link Ew. have been announced at a 20th anniversary <laughs> event. The announcement does not include pa- uh, platforms or a release date. That is to be noted. The announcement did give us a glimpse of Sora in the world of. Quadratum. Quadratum? Quadratum. <laughs> a quick look at some gameplay footage and an ending teasing Donald and Goofy. What? This is... The, the is even? The is even rumors. I'm Ron Burgundy. There is <laughs> even I, rumors. I, I did not version, check this. <laughs> there is even rumors that this version will include the Star Wars universe. No <gasps> doubt. No doubt it will. Uh... Where am I getting my X-Wing, by the way? In addition, Kingdom Hearts Missing Link is a new iOS Android game that features 3D action with a closed beta test planned for late 2022. I'm not playing this until it's the sequel to... Dude. Dream Drop Distance. (laughs) Dude. (laughs) I'm lost at the announcement. This is what they do. You know, it's... Just for fun, John. Go. We did this when we did the last Kingdom Hearts game. Go to YouTube and just watch Kingdom Hearts Explained. Uh, Chronologically. No, no, no. <laughs> the best one. Go watch Donkey's take on Explained. I knew he was going to say Donkey. Yes, because yeah. there's maybe 95% of that video is accurate. <clears throat> and 5% of it is lies. And I guarantee you, you will not pick the lies out <laughs> for the most part that are in there. And it, it's just, detected. I'm sorry. Uh, I tried to like Kingdom Hearts three a lot, and it just never. I, I, I don't never need this. You. I do not need this. I didn't need this to be announced right now, and especially if it's the same dude that has done Kingdom Hearts, who's currently working on Final Fantasy seven remake. I don't need that. Just go work on Final Fantasy seven remake. Get that done before we start the twenty year process to be to bring us to Kingdom Hearts four. You know, yeah, uh, yeah. Short of like this coming out, this is one I will wholeheartedly wait until reviews drop. And even then, I don't want someone who sat there and like goes, "Oh, I loved Kingdom Hearts three and everything like that." Mm -hmm. I want to find the person who actually did not like Kingdom Hearts three. And if you can turn them and make them convinced that this is worth my time, then maybe I will give it a fair shake. Have you ever liked? I love the like first Kingdom two. I love the first, the first two. two. Yeah, okay. they're they're actually fun. Mm-hmm. The way they 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 intertwine all the universes is pretty pretty dope. It's just it's cool. dope AF. It's it's as they say, like you go and you look at the full history and the <clears throat> things they built out over time and revised and kept revising on to make it more elaborate. 
of a um a world story it's just like i don't i don't need this i never need this i just need something that was connected to final fantasy and to disney and as long as you give me those two things and say oh there's an evil we're gonna go you know remedy it it would have been fine but instead no we need 45 twists and turns and some deeper lore that's going on that makes yeah no sense. as our head boy in uh, our twitch chat uh, nacho says a lot of retcons and confusion yeah see john a retcon is uh but john if i asked you in this previous i guess week come on get to it who would win the box office for that previous week would you be surprised i would not be surprised sean and i'm gonna tell you why it came in like a sonic boom. Boom. Yeah, sonic boom. Uh, sonic boom. Sonic, sonic boom. Just, sonic, just has won, sonic, is, sonic, sonic. sonic has won. Sonic is Sonic. Sonic has won the box office. Hello, Sonic. Are you? Are you ready to watch new I'm Sonic? I'm sorry. Are you ready to watch a new Sonic movie? I am Sonic the Hedgehog two. That Pay that man, Sonic. This time money. I bet on Nick is. <laughs> Can I read this thing? Yes, go ahead. Jeez. <laughs> I, I'm going to listen to this spot. What, what, how long have we been recording? One hour and 21 hours. <laughs> Sonic yeah. the Hedgehog 2 has won <laughs> the domestic <laughs> weekend box office with ticket sales of $71 million, which also counts as the highest opening weekend for any video game movie. This surpassed the previous record, $58 million, which was held by the original Sonic movie, which I loved. Absolutely loved it. The film also earned 37 million overseas to boost its global total to 141 million. I wonder if they are going to make a Sonic three. Chances are they will. I, I'm, I'm, there's like, there's like supposed to be post credit scenes to this, and I think there was a post. Maybe there was post. There was the first one. There was. But this is like they're they're already dubbing this the Sonic Cinematic Universe. I mean, this is they're already talking about plans for. I mean, when you get Idris Elba involved in a movie like this. You, you, they they had to have made a worked a a spinoff movie into his contract or something like that. So, um, aren't they doing a show or something with him? That's Knuckles. Uh, I'm not sure. I thought I, I read. I something. think I read that there is a show coming out. Yeah, for Knuckles. And I think it might be Netflix. All right. I want to know. I look. I look. I work with numbers. So this made seventy one million here. It made thirty-seven million overseas. That is not equal to one hundred and forty-one million. Where's the other? Where are they getting this other number from? And I don't doubt that John has the right number at all. Like I'm just like, was this released somewhere else first that we just didn't know about? Was it like released in Japan first? Japan, maybe. Maybe they're um, adding. Yeah, I got nothing. Yeah. I don't know. I got uh, the important thing. This means that finally Sonic has topped Nintendo rightfully as it should have all those years ago. Sure. Yeah. That's what it means. That's what yeah. it means. Yeah. Idris Elba's not. Did you Nintendo seriously movie. just do that? You did. You, uh, Sounds, Genesis, Genesis boy, Genesis boy. That was painful. Genesis boy just brought. See, nobody the pain. listens to me. Nobody listens to me. So they, if they listened to me, they would have heard that I was giving them the segue. But yeah. nobody listens to me on this show. Yeah, I know. Well, you, speaking, you know what? You need to calm down because <laughs> Sonic Boy just brought the pain. Well, speaking of pain, <laughs> pain, pain, pain. I can't believe this got announced, but 
Okay, here we go. Remedy and Rockstar Games have announced that they will be remaking Max Payne and Max Payne 2, the fall of Max Payne. Remedy has agreed to work with Rockstar to remake the first two titles for PC, PlayStation 5, as well as Xbox Series X and S. Remedy will be handling the development and Rockstar will be financing the project, quote, which will be in line with a typically Remedy AAA game production. According to Rockstar, quote, we were thrilled when our longtime friends at Remedy approached us about remaking the original Max Payne games. We are massive fans of the work that Remedy has created over the years, and we can't wait to play these new versions. Guys, I don't know if you played the first two uh, Max Payne games when they came out, but I will attest as someone who did in the early 2000s, I thought they were so far ahead of everything. And if like you, if you always know my bias towards remedy, it starts with those two. It's not Alan Wake. I love Alan Wake and I loved control. Of course, really was the first game since I would say going all the way back to max Payne that made me have that same love for remedy. But those first two games, they were doing things that I thought were so far ahead of everyone else for an action game, you know, like just a, how many games now use the bullet time and slow down mechanic, right? That starts with them. And I believe it predates matrix even coming out. I so, was just Googling that. I was like, did matrix steal bullet slow down from Pain? <laughs> and I love it. I mean, like there, there are some of the most messed up levels in there, uh, thematically that I can recall in any game from that period. I love it. I uh, hope, I really hope this is true. Like, especially if rockstar is the one financing this where it's like, Money is no object. Go, go do us. Make us max pain. We own this now. We bought your baby. We own it. <laughs> you know, I, I really hope they are allowed to create. A no, Rockstar's going to be like, all right, look, we're going to advertise Grand Theft Auto in it, though. Okay, cool. Right. <laughs> max pain online. <laughs> Got to keep it going. Well, I mean, it, it, it's good to know that hopefully there's some folks that might get a new job, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I did that. Pro. Jeff Ross has a new job. The comedian? <laughs> no, I don't think so. He's doing a roast somewhere, probably. Right. The director of Days Gone, Jeff Ross, not Jeffrey Ross, has joined Crystal Dynamics. Wait, what? Dynamics? I'm hungry. He announced on Twitter that he was joining the studio as a design director just hours after the new Tomb Raider game was announced. We brought that to you last week, ladies and gentlemen. He did not confirm what game he was working on as the studio is also developing a perfect dark reboot and continues to work on the Avengers game. Here's a quote. I'm excited to announce I now work for the amazing Crystal Dynamics as design director. That's all I can say other than I'm thrilled with the project and especially the team of really wonderful people. I will become a Seattleite this summer. That's a term for people who live in Seattle. (laughs) Can I make a prediction right now? What's that? I don't know when. Days gone too. <laughs> I still no, no. I don't know when. I don't know how much. But based on this and last week, the fact that Crystal Dynamics was working on new Tomb Raider, and also the fact that there was a huge show off of uh, the Coalition doing a tech demo with Unreal Five. I'm predicting now that Microsoft is buying Crystal Dynamics from um from Square. And I think they're going 
and I think they might also buy Tomb Raider in the process. <laughs> and I think this is why Jeff Ross is going there and why it's being done in Seattle. Oh, look, where's Microsoft at? Redmond? Oh, well, okay. I just, this all feels like, like it's... you know Redmond's close to Seattle or something. Yeah. Isn't I mean, Crystal Dynamics in Seattle? It's close yeah. enough. But still, I just, all this to me, like, it's always felt like if Square was going to to sell off a studio, that was the one, right? Because they're they're not really Square, and about the only thing that's ever hit for them, they're the stepchildren. <laughs> yeah, like they were acquired in the the Edos Montreal, you know, like when they merged together way back. The same Montreal, all that. So it, it just, I mean, after Avengers didn't work the way they wanted it to work, right? It's kind of like they made him look silly. Yeah. Well, <laughs> I don't think really they want. They to make did. That, kind of I, that mattered. It came on the heels of the the Marvel Cinematic Universe, and they looked silly. But yeah, I, I'm just to me everything. I've read rumors on it, and all this stuff to just keeps adding up. Like, yeah, Chris, well, you know, this just in: not? Microsoft buys Square Enix. I don't. <laughs> I don't saying. think you're. I don't think you're off the mark here. I. I don't know. I don't know who's going after Crystal Dynamics. I just know somebody's got to be going after them soon. Yeah. Uh, because you're right. I mean, Square Enix has never really understood how to handle a Western developer. Right. They don't know how to market their products. They don't know how to, you know, do the things that they need to be a successful studio, which we will, you know, allude to in a couple of story bits. But, you know, it's just, I, I think, I think somebody needs to save crystal dynamics from square enix and that's not a knock on square enix per se they just need to stick they just they're just better at staying in their lane yeah i think so <clears throat> and i would so love that, if uh Eidos or idos whatever it is montreal we'll if, go with if, if they went to yeah because if they could take if those two <clears throat> things went you said like you're going to take those two studios microsoft and you're going to take tomb raider and you're going to take deus ex i would be a happy man yeah, yeah. Did, uh, is that what it takes? Mm-hmm. Did IDOS <laughs> did IDOS or Crystal Dynamics touch Deus Ex at all? IDOS did. That was what they did IDOS. before Garden Guardian. Oh, okay. Yeah. Got it. Can we get uh can we get some sponsorship from Airheads? Why? I'm eating them now and I'm reminded how much I loved Extreme Airheads. I'll do some we- I'll do some ghost recon on the company and see if they're some, interested. Let's get some development in the works, please. Well, speaking of Ghost Recon, it's in development, according to rumors. <laughs> a new Ghost Recon is in development at Ubisoft, according to the reports. Sources at Kotaku have called it Codename Over. <laughs> and Over! Be, and, and the game could be released in 2023. Rumors started as soon as Ubisoft announced that they were ceasing development of new content for Ghost Recon Breakpoint. The codename Project Over was also spotted in a GeForce Now leak last year. According to Ubisoft, quote, the last four months marked the release of our final piece of content, the brand new Operation Motherland mode. Tons of new items, including 20th anniversary iconic outfits and quartz items for Ghost Recon Breakpoint. We will continue to maintain servers for both Recon Wildlands and Ghost Recon Breakpoint, and we truly hope you will continue to enjoy the game and have fun playing in solo or co-op with your friends. I'm always going to hope that um, a Coast Recon game is good. I thought Wildlands was pretty decent. Um, I had a lot of fun <laughs> with all the issues Chris and I had that one night when we played. I remember 
the the crazy part is whenever one of us would die, we'd spawn across the map. And so Chris would have to Chris had to jump in a helicopter and fly to me. What was funny is when he flew to me from my vantage point, I'm just 10 feet above the there helicopter. Was, there was no helicopter. He was just in a he was just flying in air. <laughs> but he was sitting. I should have just, sitted, sitted. I should have just he, flew down yeah. to you during the Jurassic Park. It was hilarious. I bought. Pa- I, I, was, I thought I was going to pass out. <laughs> Don't you love a good laugh where you almost pass out? It's good stuff. I just want, uh, and, and I know it's this is a pipe dream, right? I don't want to be a games of service. Like go back to what made Wildlands work, or do something different. Like go back to old school Ghost's Recon. Uh, Ghost Recon. Ghost is Recon. Yeah, Ghost is a Recon. <laughs> That's what it's going to be called. Ghost as a Recon. Uh, but, uh, well, but you know, I what they tried to do, they thought they could cash in on Wildlands, and it blew up in their face, right? Mm-hmm. So either, if you're going to do the games of service, then you better take a lot of time to develop it right, because people aren't going to buy your BS, or mm-hmm. else, you know, just don't do it. Do something else and and put packs out there that gets people reinvolved and will spend money as they want to, right? Figure out a different way. Well, it would have been commercially successful. Maybe it was. I don't know. Mm. Had it just not been broken. I mean, Sean, it's funny how when I play online with one of y'all, I'm 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 passing out laughing over something involving air. <laughs> right. It's always something to do with air because in what John's talking about, ladies and gentlemen, we played a game and John, uh, for lack of a better word, F worded the air up like he destroyed the air doing a fighting combo move. And we to this day, like, listen to him. We, we can't not. It's not not funny. Um, and then Chris, point is, the point is, ladies and gentlemen, I was in I was my intent was to beat up was to hit somebody, but I wasn't close enough to an enemy. <laughs> Not, not even John, close. Sean just sees me wailing and punching and kicking the air. <laughs> just, I mean, he, the air was worked. It would have tapped out if it was a UFC fight. It was over. Chris, by the way, is just seated like he's flying a helicopter, but not in one, in John's view. Uh, to oh, to circle back to the sales, Wildlands sold uh, 1.2 million. That is not right. No, Wildlands was huge. Yeah, Wildlands. Uh, I just said Ghost Recon Wildlands sales. And it said 1.2 million. Is that units. like week one? Oh, maybe that was of 2017. <laughs> mm. Okay. No, that thing sold tons. Of like all time. Yeah. Sales all time. All time, buddy. That, that look. Do you regret that number, Sean? While you look that up? I have no regrets. I'll tell you that much. Well, despite us shaking. 200, long, 221 million. Okay. There we go. Uh, wait, that's probably the series all time. If we're talking, no, that's Ghostlands. You said 221 million, dude. Either I'm the worst Googler ever, you are, because if it was 221 million, Sean, it'd be the <laughs> best selling game of all time. <laughs> but, anyways, I, I know you regret that. Uh, but despite that, that's revenue, yeah. Oh, okay. Uh, despite a shaky launch for Guardians of the Galaxy, IOS Montreal is confident that the game is still a great ride. Uh, thanks yeah, to numerous funny. award nominations, discounts, and an inclusion on Game Pass, its sales have improved since release, according to creative director Jean-Francois Dugas. <laughs> uh, I, I think I almost nailed that, didn't I? I don't almost know that did. you did, but hey, confidence, right? You right. Did. 
Uh, yeah, yeah. If I act like it's big, uh, I have no regrets. We did everything we could, but that, but that's just the reality of the market. <laughs> and let's not forget, it's a new IP. That brand new Guardians of the Galaxy IP. Even though we say all Guardians are known, it's still a new IP. It could be a lot of people don't even know that the game is out yet, or they're not sure exactly what it is. But they probably have friends. I mean, like... That tell you, Sean, you finally should get it. It's literally free. Yeah. But but even like on top of that, I just... John, you agree with me. There's no way if if a company is logical and sane that this should be seen as a failure, right? It's positive reviewed. It sold millions of copies at release, right? You know, well, square, you know, square Enix has always had a history of being disappointed. Yeah. They in, have- like the original tomb Raider reboot, the, um, from crystal dynamics sold 7 million copies, which is awesome. And Square Enix said, we, uh, this game underperformed. It did not meet our expectations. I'm yeah. like, what do you want, dude? It's like they want everything. What is your goal? It's like they I want everything to be Final Fantasy. Right. You know. That's right. Yeah. But yeah, I mean, it gives, it gives more credence to your theory mm-hmm. that, you know, this is on Game Pass now. So maybe Microsoft is looking to. To, to Kirby up IDOS and Crystal Dynamics. I don't know so much about IDOS. I'm, I'm much more confident on Crystal Dynamic because if you think about it, they've already, especially with Microsoft, they financed a game for them already, right? You know. Well, Tomb- they already announced that they're working on that Tomb Raider. So, do you mm. think do you think Microsoft is going to take over development of that game? That's the. I mean, I don't see. At the very least, they might have paid for exclusivity for Game Pass, right? Sure. I could definitely see that, but I mean, mm-hmm. I just, it, to me, if you're square, I'm doubling down on, on Final Fantasy 14 online, Final Fantasy 16, Kingdom Hearts, Dragon Quest, right? Uh, oh, the smaller, Dragon you know, Quest. having things smaller, things like triangle strategy and all that. Um, mm-hmm. it, there's just no reason they're, they're so foreign from everything else. Um, I was Montreal is the one I fear more so that of the two Microsoft go as much as we love you guys. And we love your properties. We just don't know if those games are going to sell right to the point where we feel fine with them. And we've already got arcane in here. So instead of bringing you guys on to do another, you know, uh, interactive SIM, let's just buy the properties from square and have arcane if they want to work on them. That's, well, it would definitely be, be an investment. Are we? Did we invest enough time in the previous news article? Are we good? I don't know. No, I'm just you know that's continuing the thing because it's fine. <laughs> uh, it really is an investment. Uh, Sony. Wait, 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 wait. Oh yeah, John. This week of investments. Ladies and gentlemen, I've officially been fired from the show. No, you saved it. Oh, we okay. saved it. You stopped it. I was fixing to go all in, and Chris was just like, <laughs> I was like, no. <laughs> I was like, I was like, you, you son of Sony, you know that company we all know, is investing 
and another $1 billion in Epic Games. The intent behind this is to deepen Sony's investment in the metaverse. According to CEO of Sony Group Corporation, Kenichiro Yoshida, as a creative entertainment company, we are thrilled to invest in Epic to deepen our relationship in the metaverse field, a space where creators and users share their time. We are also confident that Epic's expertise, including their powerful game engine, combined with Sony's technologies, will accelerate our various efforts, such as the development of new digital fan experiences in sports and our virtual production initiatives. That would be the end of the quote. Here's another one, though. According to Epic Games' Tim Sweeney, as we reimagine the future of entertainment and play, we need partners who share our vision. We have found this in our partnership with Sony and Kirkby. K-I-R-K-B-I. This investment will accelerate our work to build the metaverse and create spaces where players can have fun with friends. Yay! Brands can build creative and immersive experiences, and creators can build a community and thrive. And corporations they're, just, they're happy make, dancing right now. And corporations can make billions of dollars. And we can make all things. the monies. Yeah. I still don't know what a metaverse is. It's well, the John. verses of meta. Yeah. It's so meta, bruh. Just go tell <laughs> tell Aiden to go play some Roblox and you're in the metaverse, okay? Hey, there you Siri, go. what's a metaverse? <laughs> yeah. Sony really, I, I, I wonder if this is actually, in res- I, 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 it can't be, right? But is it in response to Microsoft's thing with Unreal last week? Because that would be the reason you do this. We're like, look, we, we love you guys. Just, just a reminder, here's a billion dollars. Um, love us too. Thank you. See, John, Siri said a metaverse is a network of 3D virtual worlds focused on social connection. See, John, Mark Zuckerberg. <laughs> I just hate uh, someone in chat was like, did you just, ugh. I just hate saying the term metaverse. Yeah, yeah. it's so. I don't hate the idea of a metaverse. I just. Yeah, they oh, already exist. I do. I, do. I, I mean, just don't. I need to quit the show because I'm officially. <laughs> I'm I'm officially too old to understand um, metaverse and what is that other thing happening? Uh, NFTs. I just don't get them. I like, Time for me to just go into Tom the Brady past bought a, like a four billion dollar NFT of like a ape smoking a cigarette or something. And I was like, oh my god. I don't I don't necessarily hate the idea of a metaverse. I hate the idea of corporations trying to put synergy synergy around what they think a metaverse is versus we already like, had that and it wasn't yeah. called a metaverse like like i said there are plenty of them out there like mine minecraft is a metaverse fortnite has kind of become a metaverse and roblox is probably now the biggest metaverse out there and i'm fine with those existing and that's a really cool interesting place to explore things and see how things can grow right communities naturally yeah. through online uh, where it's not a physical plane, it's all in a digital plane. That's cool. But like when Mark Zuckerberg's walking out there and telling you how your Instagram and your Facebook and your Quest and all these other things. Their Facebook, yeah, their yeah. their version of their metaverse. And I'm like, I will be, maybe I'm in here and I'm on camera and maybe John's a profile. You know, <laughs> like when I hear that kind of stuff, it's it reminds me of like back in the day with Google Glass and 
stuff like this. I was you know. excited for Google Glass. Oh, no. That was the one you put the glasses on, right? No, what yeah. was that? Well, that's what it was. It was a pair of glasses, and it had the little thing that you would look in the corner. That no, what was the thing I was? Are you thinking about, about the Microsoft, like, like where it's the AR Hololens? Yeah, yeah. Which that I mean, legit. Hololens never was like built totally as a thing. Yeah. yeah, but I don't know. It, I think it's gonna be other areas that build up a metaverse, and then maybe the Amazons and the Microsofts buying them out. That's probably the way it will be. Versus Mark Zuckerberg or Jeff Bezos creating it for us. All I know is, like, I do feel like, <laughs> I, I feel like I'm going to game until, like, I can't game anymore. Like, I literally had a sling on my arm with second and third degree road rash burns, and I was, like, leaning over trying to, you know, move and wow. Like, I'm can a gamer. Imagine, can you imagine what old folks' homes are going to look like in 2050? <laughs> just, just stupid VRs on. <laughs> like, while I'm in my wheelchair, total immersion because I can roll, you know? Yes. I just... I, but I do, John. I, there's, I think, there's a point where we are like we're our older generation or getting to be, you know, a next. We have gray. Like, look at Chris and my beard, right? We have gray in our beards. Like, hey, back things off. Are, things are back off. On us. That's a sensitive uh, subject. Back off. Already, <laughs> we already invested in digital games, you know, mm-hmm. to a degree. Um, it's <clears throat> my kid. I put a PS4 Pro in her room to play Minecraft. And Roblox, she puts it on her phone, you know. They are just changing. I've bought her a Switch. She's like, you can train it in if you want. I'm like, you don't say that. No one cares about 4K <laughs> 4K right. resolution, Dad. I'm like, she's okay, like, it doesn't boomer. matter. Look at look at my kitchen I made. We should probably um, we should probably wrap this up before we all end up in a old folks home right i don't want to do that we could ramble for years but i just want you to know i never no john never just to be safe (laughs) good job Electronic mail from the future. All the way from the year 3000. I, it's awesome when he does that, and I'm in awe for a moment. Uh, this is the part of the show that you, the listener, carries uh, the show, okay? The content, you are the content creator, so you need to be here for us. We always start off by reading emails you send to us, and of course, uh, that's weekly games chat at gmail.com boys we do have four emails i think we were going to highlight today i don't mind reading one if one of you want to pick up two yeah um i'll i'll kind of wait and let you guys go because traditionally you guys do read these first so go ahead for the record punkhead said you guys must have gotten emails uh so you didn't harass us to which i we har- got some no 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 then i harassed him <laughs> yeah but you're still gonna always get harassed <laughs> I just want him to know for sure. I need my money every week, and if I don't get it, <laughs> right? We, we we send uh you know the wrecking crew out for you. It's uh, this is a very I, I chose this one first because uh, 
this gets to the point here. This is from Jonathan. Yay, me. Yeah, you used a fake last name, so we wouldn't realize what you were trying to say to us. Uh, The title of the email is, uh, hey, guys. And he just says, two things. Dichotomy, if you will. My wife. She says she never played Valhalla. But that doesn't stop me from giving her a nine. Richard. And that's, that's the it. best. That's one of the best emails of all time. We asked for piffy email content. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Nope. No bloviating. That's our job. Exactly. What the f- no spin what? zone right here. I, I didn't know that. I was going to hear the word bloviating today. And I did. Today's a good day. John, which one are you reading? The one from John? Yeah. Let's read the one from Jen. Whoa. This is a book. Have this fun. is, this is, this is uh this is from John. If Ooh. John is serious about giving away his copy of Resident Evil. I would love to have it. I own what? a PS5. However, I have the digital one, so if y'all prefer to give it to someone else who can actually play the game, I understand. However, I'd like to explain why I want it. Okay? Basically, Weekly Games Chat is the reason I'm a Resident Evil fan. I've never been into horror games, but when I found this podcast, I listened to all of the previous episodes, and when I heard John talk about how much he loved RE2 Remake, I gave it a shot. I enjoyed it, even though it was terrifying. So then I moved on to RE3 Remake. RE7 was way too much for me, so I skipped it. <laughs> Dude, that imagine make, John making you play that one in VR for the laugh. But then when the Village episode came out, I decided to buy it due to John's review of the game. I've played it four times. What? I don't care for trophies, so I wasn't grinding those. I just deeply enjoyed the story and gameplay. Village nice. and this podcast is what made me a fan of the series. I went. I That's even went so- back. I even went back and played RE7 and loved it. It was more intense than Village, but I managed to power through and finish the game. Dude, that that game, that game is so terrifying. So basically, the reason I want it is I prefer to have physical copies, but since I couldn't get a disc PS5, I have no choice to buy the digital. I would love to have the game and put it on my collection shelf. I'll probably put it next to my copy of Doom Eternal. Mm. Doom Eternal. I, you know what he's doing? He's tickling you in your spot yeah, you like right now by bringing That's, up Doom. I see what he's doing. I've already I like the way John moves. Now he just goes, Dishonored 2 is a great yeah. game. <laughs> so so pleased if you guys are serious, I would love to have the game signed if possible. I know Ooh. things are weird with COVID, but no hard feelings if you prefer to give it to someone who has not played the game. Take care, John. Guys, I don't know about you, but you know, since he went and went to all this effort to, you know, I mean, it's it's your copy, you know, John. You know, c- compliment me in every way. I mean, um, it was a solid. And John, uh, let I me tell it you, it was folks. lengthy, but it it had content and it was good. So, John, just it, answer me. Just answer me one question: Do you want it signed by me or all three of us? I don't care what you. I don't care what your answer is. I'd feel that would be bit. my only. You, you, you see how easy John is? I feel. I feel a little. Disgusted. I love John. He is easy. All you got to do is tickle him the right way, and he's like, what's up? Oh, oh. <laughs> Let's do this. There are two more. Do you want me to read one to give you a break, Chris, or how do you want to do it? I'll read it. Because I think okay. the last one's just an image. Just a picture. Yeah. Chris doesn't like me reading emails anymore. You guys see how he just corporate squeezed me out of that? Sir, you it's get fine. Discord and, and Twitter. I ask you all the time to read Discord, and you don't. I can't. Because I got to keep your see? beautiful faces up. Whatever. Do you want me to read I Discord? I, I, I will gladly no, show it, what happens. It's fine. I'll it's show fine. You. I'm so happy right you're now f- that you're going to read Harrison's email. You're fine. <laughs> you're fine. Uh, Harrison says, hey, guys. Hey, guys. What's up, hey. Harrison? Uh, it's been a minute since my last email. It's been a minute. 
And I, me. <laughs> I don't know why. Nor Jones. Uh, just didn't feel like I, I guess. Oh, I caved. <laughs> and bought now an Oculus, and I love it. You guys have any game recommendations for me? P.S. I joined the Discord. Ah, okay. I won't say his name This here. is, okay. Now it makes sense. P.S.S. A few months ago, I said my PC was broken, and it's finally fixed. Well, if that's the case, and you have a Quest, get yourself a Quest cable, go to a little store called Steam, and get yourself Half-Life Alex. I mean, he's going to always say that because he's going to try to get you to cable up. But if you're a true Oculus <laughs> Meta Quest owner like we are, uh, I can't, it's not going to be a surprise. Sniper Elite VR is amazing in VR. Wow. Also, there's some climbing games that get a lot of really good credit. Um, I forget the official title. You can find it. I think it might just be called Climb. I don't know. Also, um, the the if you're a fan of Star Wars, the Darth Vader stuff. And okay. Chris just gave me it. Uh, he's doing the Beat thing. Saber. Yes. Beat Saber on Oculus is is probably all you need when you own an Oculus. Have fun uh, and game on for sure. And, and thank you for letting us know that was you on Discord. You know, I'm worried this week. Jawan Rodriguez has not emailed in. I don't know what Where is he? I don't know. That's not cool. Yeah. Did we say something? I just no, because it's obviously something I said. Him it's and Lawyer cool. Rob have taken the blue pill, and they are out of. They 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 understand the truth now, and we don't still. That unions are good. <laughs> 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 Lawyer Rob. Uh, rip. I can't escape it. Okay, yeah. Yeah, I feel like the last one, Sean, is just a uh it's just a gif. Yeah. So a I gift would... or a gif, Chris. Or a gif. Or a gif. Yeah. Yeah, it's technically a gif. So if you want to move on to the I like it though. I'm yeah, just watching it over and over. Screw them. <laughs> Screw but, but you need to point out where this was sent from, Chris. We did get a gif from a iPhone's iPhone. And Wait. thank you, Eli, for that. We appreciate it. Yes. It made me literally, I could not stop looking at it. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, we also have, uh, do I go Discord next today? Is that what I've been doing? Or do I switch it up and go Twitter? You guys tell me. Go Discord. We'll go Discord. Yeah. We're going to keep it traditional because that's what Chris likes to do. Because Chris is lame. Uh, if you're wondering, uh, Wait, at the what? time of this recording, <laughs> it's uh PS Network is down. Hopefully that gets back up by the time you hear this recording because uh, that could affect you playing video games. Um, Yuri said, I don't know what this means. I just noticed Netflix games in the app. When you select the game, it takes you to the app store where you download it and then it's on the device, just like any other app. Since I have Netflix, I don't know what happens if you're not a subscriber. It looks like you can find Netflix games in the App Store. So it looks like you can install them. Then you have to log in, and it's possibly a diverse selection. Are we getting breaking news on Netflix gaming? Uh, Maybe. Check. Maybe. Oh, you're just in general right now. Uh, Punkhead sent us a picture of, uh, <laughs> of I guess, numbers of viewers. Yeah. Um, we apparently were up to almost the point of the same amount of viewers as they uh, 
stop sign camera. <laughs> yeah, which was great. Which I tells love you it. tells you how hard it is to get by on Twitch. So, folks, if you're bored on Tuesdays at 5:30 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, come by to Weekly Game Chat Twitch. Now, don't yeah. feel bad because we currently have more viewers than CNN Plus. Okay, so <laughs> that's that might be we're, accurate. We're we're good. We're good. We could all huh. predict. Uh, I'm going to pivot over because. <laughs> We need to. I'm getting hungry and, and whatnot. But See? we do have a Twitter as well. You can find us at Weekly Game Chat on Twitter. Um, just 48 minutes ago, our very own Acid Sugar tweeted out news because at that point we were doing news. Can you imagine that? Hmm. That's awesome. Uh, we did get mentioned, uh, guys, by the way, um, by Cal the Gamer Girl, who said uh, and, uh, the handle is at Hyperpanda. 14 years ago, uh, they remembered going to the closest Toys R Us and buying a Wii and Mario Kart Wii. 14 years ago, boys. I never thought a game could be this fun to play with family, but after I set up the Wii with my son, who was four at the time, asked if we could play the new Mario Kart, that made my day. So then the follow-up tweet was, what are some of your favorite Mario Kart memories? And and Chris, I, I pointed out something that you may or may not remember. But I said, we, and I meant four of my friends, I think that's all that played, uh, created Team Cart. And we had a way of keeping up with score while we raced online. We it made it fun. Car. We swapped teammates, <clears throat> excuse me, as the night went on as well. Hashtag good times. Hashtag Mario Kart. Eight you all, we played. Sean says it was fun. He forgets those parts where when I would hit the yellow, or I'm sorry, the blue tortoise shell on him, and then I'd have to feel the rage of Sean losing in <laughs> online gaming. It's fine. Everything's you see, fine. you can tell he's over it. <laughs> Everything's fine. Uh, and I think that's all of our mentions that we're going to highlight. The show is is running long. Let's go check our follows. Let's just see if we got anybody new. And we do. At Retro Cooler, what's up? Thank you for the follow, following you back. And at VG Generations. Um, that's what's up. Thank you. I, I read your uh, your bio. Thank you for the follow. Following you back. And with that, ladies and gentlemen, I mean the content compared to last week. I mean, last week brought it. Let's be honest. But this has been episode three hundred and fifty-two of Weekly Games Chat. We hope you enjoyed our show, and we hope you join us next week wherever you find podcasts. Please leave us a review. We appreciate that very much. You can send us an email, Weekly Games Chat at gmail.com on Twitter at Weekly Games Chat and of course come join us on our Discord the home of some very nice people speaking of nice people I want to look at my friends Chris and John I want to tell them I love them and to game on Chris and John game on Sean game on Sean game on Sean game on Chris peace out everybody your mom's back (laughs) (laughs) and thug life yeah. Let's play for a second. It's fine. It's fine. I was talking fast. Bye, everybody. <laughs> 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 <laughs>